Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Join Mike and James of the Nerdy Bible for this special companion series, Diving into the Chosen, a dramatic telling of the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. In this week's episode, Jesus breaks the rules. So, what's unlawful? I am James, and uh, with me is Mike. How are you tonight, this morning, whatever it is? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you? Good. Other than this was, uh, what, take 43 on yeah. the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's always a good good night yeah. for that type of thing. But yeah, so again, I'm James from the Nerdy Bible. I'm here with Mike from Showboys Media. He's doing all right. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're uh, we're gonna break down what episode is this? Episode this is six, six of season two. Mm, it's called Unlawful. Yes, yes. So, um, it's a it's a good episode. So, you what? know what's dying here is you said you were burning to ask me something. I was. What uh, is it? <laughs> so, today, time of recording, it is the twenty first of November. Which means 7 p.m. It is Eastern Standard Time. This is the Monday after the season three premiere theatrical release. Uh, I was not able to make it out, but I saw on the social medias that you and your wife went. So how was it? No spoilers, but how was it? No spoilers. It was great. Yeah? Yes. Um. There was this one thing that happened, and then another couple, another couple things. <laughs> what just happened there? Your words are doing great today. <laughs> oh man, I am. We are what at this point, three days away from Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and shutting down. Yep, yep. And like, I feel like what you know, we got three days three days of work essentially. So I've squeezed like five or six days of work <laughs> into one day already. Yeah. And so with that comes very stumbly words. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it yeah, was good. So. Yeah, it was good. Now it was, it was, it's great. I'm starting to see a new, um, just a new perspective. Uh, and I mean, obviously that's like the show, right? Yeah. But, um, I, I don't want to get into, I, I, I don't, I don't even want to, cause to. if there's just something that happens, it's not even specific, but it's something that like changes the whole dynamic. And, nice. and it's like, it's like one of those things where you, I've read it a mm-hmm. hundred times or whatever, but like for some reason seeing it is just like, I'm like, oh my goodness, it I don't it takes it to the next level. It does. And there's this whole new like <clears throat> dynamic that I, I just don't, you know, you can read it a hundred times and you just right. don't get it. So yeah, I, I'm awesome. I really liked it. Um I really liked where it's going. Um was it cool <laughs> to to see it with a group of people in the theater? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, what well, and this was the first I have not been a, since my wife and I realized we've never been to a movie together. Um, well, we 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 got married in COVID. We didn't, you know, we weren't like a date for eight years kind of, you know, mm. things. So like everything was shut down <laughs> and then like <laughs> movies never like, you know, I don't know how long it took to, to reopen movies, probably right. took a while. And then we just never went. So yeah, no, this is the first time going to a movie. Um, first time ever to like a order food and they deliver it to yeah. your seat, yeah, so which is like, what town, dude? We have two movie theaters and they're like a hundred half a mile from each other. Each yeah. other. <laughs> um, one of them is like your normal, typical, you know, 10 or so screen Re- movie that, you know, movie theater comes out, you know, all the new releases, whatever. The other theater was for the longest time, a discount theater that had uh, 10 screens. It used to be called movies 10. And these movies that played at Movies 10 were movies that just ended their theatrical run. I'm using air quotes. So these movies were like just leaving regular theaters and like coming on to DVD, right? Mm-hmm. And you could go and watch them in at Movies 10 for a dollar, a ticket. So it was a nice mm-hmm. discount theater. Um, my wife and I would go there all the time. Um, especially I think on, I think Mondays was, they had a day where it was like 50 cents a ticket. So we, you know, wow. cause we couldn't afford the $2 for us to go <laughs> make sure we go on a Monday. So it was only $1. Uh, but no, one time we had uh, a date day, I guess you could call it when we were dating where we saw three movies back to back to back at the dollar theater. Oh, wow. One of my favorite times. Cause I love watching movies in the movie theater. Uh, but it, it has since been um, purchased by Cinemark, which is the company that owns the regular theater in town, and they have converted it into a bistro theater. Mm-hmm. So like James says, you go in, you order some food, they bring it to you, and then you just munch down on some... I like, literally ate a burger. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I haven't been since it's... Uh, because, again, COVID happened right yeah right when this theater was about to open (laughs) like they that movies 10 was purchased uh they had to do some remodeling to add the kitchen and stuff i think they got rid of a few screens Mm. um like the theater was just about to open and then the world shut down and i was like oh that sucks (laughs) (laughs) they were literally about to open uh but we haven't we haven't tried the bistro theater yet uh so Aside from the the chosen, how was your experience at the Bistro Theater? It was good. I mean, you know, expensive. It's like, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed. I didn't sneak in a soda. <laughs> you know, like I just I completely forgot my 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 proper uh, movie yeah. theater etiquette. And <laughs> yeah, you, I, you should have really talked to Kate before you guys went. Yeah. Well, you know what though, it was our we got a. a a babysitter mm-hmm. for the first time since our daughter has been born, which is like five and a half months. So it was like our first time out. So we were like, yeah. you know what? Like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Buy the big soda pop. Right. You're Buy just the- like making it rain. <laughs> You're like, we got a babysitter. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, plus, yeah, dude. Well, I think there's just like a moral dilemma sneaking in 
stuff to a Christian thing, like I just feel like you would have been smote down. I'd have slept just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but was the food good? Was it yeah, like no, it was it, it was good, good tasty? Yeah, it was good. It's actually a pretty good burger. Like my, better my, than my huge what? concern with the bistro is like hearing other people chowing down on their meals and clanking of plates and whatnot. Was that a, an <laughs> issue? <laughs> it's not plates. It's coming in on like you know, cardboard, your, your cardboard, oh, okay, okay. you know, uh, uh, tray or whatever. No, it's not like, you know, you fine get dining, fine dining and, you know, the, steaks with some knives and forks. No, you honestly, it's more probable that you're hearing people smash a bunch of popcorn or mm. the ice of a drink rattling. My you know? least favorite sound that literally triggers the crap out of me. Oh, wow. well, Calm down. Yeah, nope. Let's get you out of there. Okay, we need to get out of this headspace. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm good. Uh, Also, yeah, it like did really well in the box office too. It did. It what it was. uh, What's I don't know. I I don't really keep up with all. But it was like what second? It was. Is that what it was? It was like top three. Something like Wakanda. Yeah, it was right up there with Panther. I mean, that'd be pretty crazy if it. I mean, I don't think it was like that comparable to black panther no, but it was but like in it's that in the same like it brought in a ton of money yeah which is so, yeah awesome no. that means people Good. went out and saw it mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it was it was a uh, great i'm excited uh you know obviously we're gonna wait until everyone can see it until it's actually mm-hmm. released until we right, actually right. talk about it but i guess what's pretty exciting is that we're gonna be finishing up we were just going over our schedule and i think we'll have a christmas episode we'll be talking about last year's Christmas episode right around Christmas. Yeah. And then we'll probably, I think the week after or somewhere around there, we'll probably talk about the new, I'm assuming they're doing a Christmas episode of some sort. I just, I'm assuming yeah. they're going to make it a tradition at this point. That might be a bad assumption. I don't really know. But, <laughs> um, and at that point, I'm sure they're going to be releasing it pretty soon. He did have yeah. a thing last night and I meant to watch, but then I just did not. Um, Dallas Jenkins. So wow. I don't know if he was going to talk about. I did, I did, <laughs> but my <laughs> boy Dallas. Yeah. No, so um... you're you're right. The end is nigh. We have three mm-hmm. episodes uh, just to finish season two here, counting tonight. Yeah. So after tonight, two more episodes. We'll be done with season two, and then we have that Christmas special. Um, and then it's just the waiting game, waiting for season three to hit hit uh, the streaming service. Yep. So I think, uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited, excited to continue on our journey. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point we'll literally just be like, it'll be like, uh, I don't know a good reference, like ghostbusters or something like, you know, like Dallas is going to come out with this thing saying there's a new episode tonight. We're going to throw on our packs and (laughs) (laughs) slide down the fire pole to our TV, (laughs) get ready for, for our our TV and our episode the next day or something. So we'll be living, uh, living on the edge. (laughs) It'll be a fun time indeed. Oh man. Oh yes. Did you watch the, the season two finale before you went and saw the premiere? I sure did. So I was telling Mike a little bit before this that I, I had, I literally just watched like four. So if you've been following along this far, you may have remembered that 
I, for some odd reason, have never watched, well, had <laughs> never watched the last episode of season two. Uh, it was just one of those anomalies that happened, and I just kind of went with it. And I was like, you know what? It'll be really cool at this point to watch it before yeah. season three, you know, and it was good. And I was actually, you know, it was like one of those things like patience is a virtue, you know, like it was, <laughs> it was enjoyable. I, I enjoyed off. watching it, but I watched like, you know, we've been going through this episode by episode. So I'm like, I'm not going to jump to the fourth. So I had to rewatch all these and then watch the final episode. So I have like seven episodes of the chosen, just like, rattling around head. up here so if i get nice. lost so tonight um, should be sure pretty fun what you're saying be too much different than our past episodes and <laughs> so yeah uh, but yeah man so unlawful let's hear it mike all right Hit so it. uh season two episode six unlawful fun fact this came out june 23rd 2021 which is one day before my birthday mm. uh unnecessary info but it was on my page here so i just thought i'd let you know so if you guys want to mark down Mike's birthday, June 24th, send gifts, uh, please, please and make note of that. But uh, here's what happened in the episode. Uh, in Nob, Nob, N-O-B, we're going to go Nob because Nob sounds weird. In Nob, Israel, uh, 1008 BC as, oh my gosh, these <laughs> uh Hamilalek? Yeah, uh, what he Hemilalek. said. Teaches his Hem- son. Hamilalek. Hamilalek. Teaches his son, Abathar. I'm just, these, this is just <laughs> so good so far. Uh, about the shoebread. David <laughs> seeks him for food. Uh, in Jericho, 26 AD, Simon and Matthew try to get along as they search for Mary Magdalene in dark places. Matthew and Simon find Mary Magdalene, who is ashamed for leaving the camp and going back to her old life, and they convince her to come back. At the camp, the group receives bad news concerning John the Baptizer's arrest by Herod, distressing Andrew. Jesus forgives Mary Magdalene for turning back, restoring her again. Thomas informs Jesus they struggle with lack of food, and the group goes to a synagogue in Wadi Kelt on Shabbat. Um, in the synagogue, Jesus heals a man with a withered hand named Elam, upsetting the Pharisees, Madai, and Lamech. As the group leaves, Jesus permits his hungry disciples to eat and pluck grain during Shabbat. The Pharisees criticize them, and Jesus explains the situation by illustrating the occurrence of David and the shewbread, and he declares himself as the Son of Man and the Lord of the Sabbath. So there you have it. That's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, the, the names are hard. I had Those to, are rougher sins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I think before we started, I was looking at it and trying to figure out. Uh, I had to listen to it, actually, because it's, where is it, 21? Yeah, so this is actually, the beginning scene of this is from First Samuel chapter 21. Um. This, this, and it, it, it's right. Is it chapter 21? Yeah. Nope. Yes. Uh, I forgot to add a uh, yes. searching music. Hmm. Yeah. We'll get that added. <laughs> but um, so just to kind of give you reference in the beginning, they did the big name drop David, right? Mm. So who is that? It's David, King David. So, um, 
So it is basically in a time that that David is running from Saul, mm-hmm. right? Saul is is it kind of there's a bunch of chapters before this kind of leading to like Saul being very jealous, you know, because because people are taking a liking to 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 king to David. This is before he's king. He's pretty young at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like there. Well, when you kill Goliath, there's you know there's a <laughs> yeah. there's a, a fame that comes with it, and so. So Saul is growing like just paranoid and he tries to kill David while well, David is kind of on the run now at this point. And um, he comes into, you know, the scene opens up and it's Amilek, Amilek, yeah, the priest. He's teaching his son. I think it's his son mm-hmm. or, you know, about um, just the, the bread of the presence, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and so really it's just this, essentially it's this bread that the high priest would eat, you know, in the law, in the time of Moses, you had Moses and then you had his brother Aaron, which was the high priest. And he was talking about how Aaron would eat the bread with his son. And it's pretty much like holy bread, right? Yeah. It's just, it's, um, you know, it was placed. So the priest gave him. So it says, since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been placed a day with fresh bread. So he's, it's this holy bread and David comes in and he's like, um, he's like, I, I need, I need food. Me and my men need food. We're on the run. And then the Amalek is like, um, like, dude, you know, I hear you're on pretty bad terms with, with King Saul. Like, and so he's like, well, I just, I need, I need food. We're on the, like, pretty much like we have, we have a mission right now. The mission is from the other God or not the, <laughs> the, the other, other king. king. <laughs> <laughs> the other God is from the, 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 the true king, right? God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and um, so he's like, all right, fine. I'll give you this bread, but it's like not normal bread. It's like, it's, it's, it's holy bread, mm-hmm. you know? And so he gives it to him and. Um, they ate. I don't really. They don't actually show that. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying it's implied, right? Well, it's, <laughs> it's great implied. because, like, like the from what I understood from the scene is like the fresh mm-hmm. bread that they're that he just pulled out of the the oven. That's like the the holy bread mm-hmm. that's replacing whenever the last holy bread was made. So, like, the <clears throat> replacement bread is what the high priests eat it sounds like that at least that's what i like took you from mean the, the bread that's being replaced yes yeah yes. The, the not hot bread uh-huh. yeah um and so david's like give me the old bread like i'm not asking for the the hot bread like give me the old stuff uh-huh. and yeah like you said uh the the priest is like yeah i'm still not supposed to do that but he does and the cool thing is like uh, in the scene, at least, I don't know how it lines up with Samuel, but he's like, he's like, just understand, like, this is a sacred thing, uh, but I'm not sorry about doing this because, like, great things are coming for mm-hmm. you, and, which is, which was cool. And he kind of implied to, in Amilalek, what he told his son, he's like, this bread is for, you know, they cannot have lain with the women, mm-hmm. right? And so in, in actual first Samuel, you get a little bit glimpse. I don't know if this actually happened in the beginning scene, but he tells him, he's like, he's like, we don't have any regular bread that, you know, said a middle, like, but he's like, but there is the holy bread 
which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. So yeah, they, he's, he asked David that. Does he he's say, like, does we're he, okay, I like in a cave, bro. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I never allow my men to be with women when they are on a campaign. And since they have clean and ordinary trips, how much more on this one? So, yeah. So love that scene with his where he's explaining that to his son and he's like but didn't you lay with Ema every night and he's like "Ah, yes but no like that's another conversation for (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah i I, i'm starting to get this rhythm of these introductions i love how they they just pull it literally from scripture yeah and they're usually there it's it I don't know why it's taken me this. Most of the things that they do is obviously from scripture or at least based off of it. But like, I love these beginning scenes. The one with uh, Moses and the staff. When he's, yeah. When he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. creating the, the bronze serpent on the staff and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do. I agree with you. I like the cold opens of mm-hmm. like old Testament scripture that kind of lays out the foundation of the episode that, yeah, like what we're about to see in the episode. And they always, they're always very thoughtful on because take a wild guess. And yes, this is brought up later in the episode. Right. And spoiler <laughs> alert. And, it, <laughs> but it's like, it's always brought up in a thoughtful way. Like it's like, boom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like it. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, you know, the, the intro and you get a glimpse of what, they portray young David to be like, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really cool. I love that stuff. Um, and as, as we get into the, the episode here, like, um, you know, the, the next scene we have Matthew and Simon, like waking up in the morning, uh, laying out their plan for, mm-hmm. uh, searching for Mary. And we have like a little scene here where, you know, kind of looks like maybe matthew has a little crushy crush on yeah. mary a little uh, teenage angst <laughs> you know <laughs> he's like simon how would you describe her he's like i don't know she has hair <laughs> <laughs> her name's mary i don't know man. yeah I, she's she breathes uh and <laughs> matthew's like yeah she has long black hair and would be in appear to be distressed and is unusually Beautiful pleasant to look smart. at. smart. And yeah, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm not, that's how he says it. He's like, not unpleasant to look at. I, I thought this was a ridiculous beginning though. So it starts out, you know, they're waking up in the, in the, uh, you know, they're, they're sleeping in a um, barn stall. That's mm-hmm. what I, I don't know. I think there might be a better way to put that, but a stable. Um, state well yeah 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 so they're in a stable and matthew is probably not you know done this a lot and he he's preparing breakfast and there there's matthew whoop making a lot of noise over here and he is just filled with um cattle feces (laughs) just all over his his expensive linen and like (laughs) yeah it's like the first thing uh yeah, just covered in poop simon or peter i forgot we're gonna call him peter now yeah. first thing peter says he just like what in the world and matthew just does his gagging thing you know but like <laughs> so 
but yeah, no, I, I like this because we're starting to see them too. Um, I, I starting to, to build a little bit of like, uh, a relationship. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Cause I think the, the whole Mary thing conversation, like kind of showed, showed Peter that he's like a person and not just like a, a, a terrible tax collecting robot who has no soul. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like as Matthew's saying that stuff, like Peter's just sitting there with like a smirk on his face. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. You can see that, uh, there's something starting to form there, which is nice. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, definitely enjoyed it yeah so it's just a good conversation i really liked peter's development here just in general um Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's like just if i'm taking too much of the next few episodes into mind here since i like i said this is a little out of ordinary i watched way too much (laughs) of the the new seat episodes and then the new you know so like He's just, I really like his development in this show. Like he's just good, but yeah. So they're going over there where they are at is they are in Jericho, right? Yeah. They're in Jericho. And if you recall from the last episode, Jesus, it ended with Jesus saying like you two go to Jericho and find Mary. So they are searching for Mary Magdalene who Mm -hmm. has, uh, gone back to some old, ways and we'll, we'll kind of follow her in a little bit but yeah so they're just looking at the map trying to figure out where to go yeah um anything else in this scene you want to no nah, not much not much going on there just yep, laying so. the the groundwork for what's to come <clears throat> friendships building a little bit of teenage angst and <laughs> a roman that comes up and and it this is just showing you know roman comes up and he's just just i don't know plastered from the night before yeah i think that's just what it is like i don't know um and he calls peter a rat and re- he just kind of calmly there's no i don't know how he would have reacted before to a roman doing that but um yeah so he just didn't seem even one bit phased yeah um so yeah um are we you know let's just follow Let's just follow that that um, scene here, right? Sure. Is that good to you? Okay. So where do we go? So we, they are searching for Mary. And where is Mary? Mary is... Where is Mary? Just chilling in the tavern, just schooling these these fools at... Uh, man, I don't know what the game is they're playing. Um, I have no idea what it is. Taking every single shekel and, they own. Just knuckle didn't he call it knuckle, knuckle something bones or something knuckle, knuckle bones, bones yeah <laughs> i don't know, uh, I don't know. she she's but, had a few she's tossed a few back and she's, she's knuckle bones running the yeah. table here she's got a big pile of shekels in front of her and uh like she's talking trash which is great and it's kind of like making the the one guy pretty upset because she keeps taking his money and rubbing it in his face and then she um starts to <clears throat> kind of like 
I don't know, phase in and out of like her mm-hmm. situation where she's kind of like maybe realizing like where she is and like, oh, that like, why am I, why am I here? That's kind of what I was getting out of this. Like, I probably shouldn't be here. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she starts, she even has like a little flashback uh, as she starts to argue with the guy that she's just taken to town and knuckle bones. Uh, she has a little flashback uh, back to when she was a little girl with her dad and like the when when we're afraid we say these words and she starts to say it a little bit mm-hmm. and um and, and that's st- because she basically said are you gonna show me or he's like uh it's something about a woman being in her place oh, yeah, or know something your role, and, pretty much yeah know your role and he's she's like are you gonna show me or something and that's when he gets up and that's when she's having this flashback thinking yeah. about it because she's just making the situation worse and mm-hmm. and she's just kind of spiraling i would say yeah um but i think at this point like she's spiraling in a way that like for the first time since she's kind of going back, she's recognizing that she's spiraling. Yeah. So it's like yeah, so, dizzying enough to, to wake up a little bit. Yeah. So much so that she just kind of like gets out of there real quick, like doesn't even grab her little satchel of shekels. Mm-hmm. Uh, she leaves it on the table and she just, she just leaves in a hurry, um, which is, Although I don't know at at this point of the episode she would feel this way, but it shows growth, right? Because mm-hmm. instead of staying in that, she starts to recognize and removes herself from that situation. Um, yep. But yeah. Yeah. So she runs out, and then fast forward, we have good old Peter and Matthew walking in to that same bar. Mary's gone. And we have the social awareness of Matthew <laughs> to <laughs> to walk into a place with Roman and, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. It's probably safe to say Jewish degenerates of the time, you know, they're, they're gambling they're you know, like yeah. they're, they don't really. Um, and so he's just like, hello, or what did you yeah. say? <laughs> Can I, oh, they're playing Shub. Uh, or shub? I don't know. They keep saying shub. Like I have the episode I, playing and the captions are on and, and shub just keep, they just said round round four shub. And so shub might be the game and they play with knuckle bones. Maybe. Yes. Uh, if you know round four shub. Yeah. <laughs> Unless this is one of those captions that. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, word. Matthew just comes in. He's like, attention, everyone, please. Uh, <laughs> have you seen a woman with dark hair? <laughs> she's beautiful <laughs> she may be distraught. i love her <laughs> um so um yeah so so here we are matthew just just you know being matthew it works and though. so yeah it does everyone stops and peter's just like oh my goodness yeah like what are they doing so yeah no so and then the guy that that was gonna apparently beat up yeah. Mary is stands up and Lilith took me for everything I had, which is kind of odd because it's like, yeah, but she also left her money. Right. So like, maybe he was just a little salty that, that a lady, maybe was pride just, just yeah. totally fleecing yeah. him for everything. Yeah. That was probably his, his, she took him for his pride and, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
Okay. So, yeah. So they recognize she was there. They leave. And now they're just continuing to search for. Yeah. I, I love because like the whole time Matthew's like, you know, maybe we should split up. Like even before they they leave, mm-hmm. he's uh, when they're having breakfast or in the morning when they wake up, he's like looking at a couple of maps and he's like, if I if we go, if I go this way and you go this way, like we can cover more ground. And the whole time uh, Peter's like, no, I can't like let you go by yourself because Jesus mm-hmm. told me to make sure that you come back like in one piece. <laughs> but there's a good a good line here that that Matthew says uh, after they leave the tavern. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, um, one second, as it's it's getting there. He's he's arguing with Peter about splitting up, uh, and he says. Matthew says, what if you were cut off from Jesus by something in your past? Wouldn't you want help getting back to him as soon as possible or whatever? And uh-huh. uh, Peter's like just staring at Matthew and, and in his head, I'm imagining him being like, you know, you got a point there. <laughs> he's like, all right, we can split up. And as he's like, you know, that's north, that's east, that's south, that's west. Like you go, I'll go north, you go south. And <laughs> Mary's just like boys, <laughs> <laughs> and there's Mary. Yep, Mary sitting sitting at a door, um, just in shame. Um, yeah, and so they they're here. So she's just she's like, I thought I was dreaming of you. <laughs> you know, she's just that out of it. Like she looks pretty rough. Yeah, um, yeah, she looks like me the first month of having a child when I go to sleep. <laughs> just like you look at a mirror and you're like, that's not me. This yeah. is <laughs> no, but, is this? Um, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Why are you but, in my um, bathroom? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but she does look pretty rough. Um, and, and so like, and it's, you know, I was waiting. I wanted it. I was not excited. It's not like I like look at her spiraling destruction and I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited to talk. No, but like, I think it's just so true to like just after that fire of, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I came on, I think we, we've discussed this like 50 billion times now, but I have, I came on into Christianity, you know, my faith at a much later age. So like when I came, it was like, I was just so jacked, you know, like the, I guess the, the young people would say I'm on fire. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Uh, but no, like I, I was just so jacked. And then as soon as like the, the, the excitement wore off, you mm-hmm. know, getting coming in, you know, your month or two later, you get baptized and you're here and you're there, you're serving, you're leading, you're doing things. And then it kind of all like sits in and like, you realize that you never actually dealt with the crap, you never yeah. actually dealt with things of the past that like brought you, you know, that, that you were at or, you know, and so like tendencies that like, held that you held on to for so long as growing up. I mean, even like just the simplicity of like a mindset, like I'm not good enough or whatever you want to call it. Like it starts to creep back in and it starts to, you know, you actually haven't changed anything. Like Jesus came in your life and you changed, but you really didn't change the, like, you know what I mean? You yeah. Know what I'm so it's like, like the, it, the constant like renewal yeah, of your mind. Exactly. Like, uh-huh. um, because yeah, like, like it's it's a weird thing to try to explain because Jesus did change her, 
but Mm -hmm. she like allowed herself to stumble or like fall back into that place. So it's like, um, yeah, it's like, uh, a combination of kind of like what you're saying where like the zeal kind of wears off, but Mm -hmm. also just like that one time that you stumble, like letting it totally defeat you (laughs) and, uh, like discourage you. Uh, because what happens here to her, she stumbles and then, uh, she even says later in the episode that she's just ashamed. Like she doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like she can go back because of like of her guilt and the shame that she feels in like going back to her old ways after Jesus redeemed her, uh, which that whole scene is, is super powerful, but yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is obviously relatable to anyone who's a human being, uh, because mm-hmm. you know we we all have our moments, right? Um, but I think, like Jesus says later on in the scene that we'll get to, um, you know, you can't let that cause you to to give up or like mm-hmm. l- like knock you off the path, right? Um, yeah, it's. It, one thing I, would, I do want to comment on about the actress who plays Mary, like, man, she, again, she just does a great job with like conveying her, her emotions with facial expressions. Like her, her looks of distress <laughs> mm-hmm. as she's spiraling are, are really, really good. Like, I, I agree. I, I appreciate that stuff uh, because sometimes if, if that's if if an actor struggles with that, like it it can take you out of of the scene, right? Because you're like, oh wow, that's like a really weird expression for somebody feeling that emotion, like you know. And then you're just out of the scene and you're losing what they're trying to say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she she does a really great job, like. Kudos. She's a really great actress. I yeah. enjoy her. Um, yeah, I think she gives, I, I don't think you get a lot on just Mary Magdalene in general mm-hmm. in the Bible. I mean, I mean, you, you, I think you kind of get where she came from. I don't know. That's something I should, I feel like I, I want to go back and read is her, you know, where does she actually talked about in the gospels and like, you know, what is it actually said? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you get those, what, what was the one movie old, uh, the Da Vinci code, right? I, I don't know if it's an old movie and it's talking about like, I think Mary being, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They talked about Mary Magdalene and that, but I was like, what, what, at what point is what we know is like assumed and what do we actually, can right. we actually gather from the context, of the scripture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, that would be put interesting that on my to list. learn. Yep, I'm gonna go back and and do some digging. Um, my list of digging things that I want to dig into continues to grow. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, here's a good line that she says as they're as Peter and Matthew are kind of like, you know, giving Mary the pep talk, like, you know, Jesus. All right, the the whole conversation where they're like, Matthew's like, look, I'm I'm learning scripture, like. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm learning scripture because of you. Uh And like Rama is learning how to read and write because of you. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus saved you. 
and has used you for these things. Like, and these are good things that like you're doing good things, whether Mm -hmm. you think you're a good person or not. And, um, as, as they're talking about that, uh, she says, I do have faith in him, just not in me. Mm. (laughs) And, Ah, yes, that one cuts deep, but... Yeah, it's good. It, the, that I whole mean, conversation between Matthew and Peter and Mary here is just really, really good. And, yeah, I mean, the compassion that they're giving Mary is is good. And again, it's like another thing of, like, Peter seems like he's growing, Yeah, you know? Yeah, um, he's he's seeming to be patient, mm-hmm. you know, in this scene, like what I would call like he's kind of worried, like, he's kind of looking around as she's because she does um, vomit. Yeah. <laughs> so like there is. Um, but, you know, he just seems patient. Yeah. And that's not like uh, it's not a characteristic that we've seen of Peter, really. Right. Yeah, I love it when Matthew starts like affirming Mary. Mm-hmm. Like after the first one, he just kind of like looks at Peter and he's like, come on, <laughs> join in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peter's like, uh, yeah. When we were at Zebedee's house and we lowered that dude through the roof, like wouldn't have been able to like you help make that happen. <laughs> I just, I love those little subtle things like character. Uh-huh. Things like um, yeah. So she, uh, she barfs. And then uh, the next time we see her, she's coming back to camp. Yeah. Um. Yep. Let's let's just continue on here. So they are. Yeah. At this point, we we fast forward, and here we are. We got we got Matthew and Peter and Mary, and they're walking back to camp, and. Um, one of the first people to see our Rama is Rama, and Rama runs up and gives Mary a big old hug, or you know, head to head hug thing. For, forehead touch. But totally normal thing people do. Yeah. So, so we're here. We're back at camp. Um, um, <laughs> Mary is just she's finally, you know, back and Peter makes it up to John and, and big James. And here we are. He learns a little bit that, um, that we learn about what happened to, to, or if you remember the last episode, what was John the Baptist going to do while well, he was going to confront one of the, the most powerful Jewish men in, in, you know, in, in, in all of Israel. And here we are, King Herod, you know, he he called, I just, I can't really imagine the things that John actually called him and like called him out on. And I just, I don't know if we actually get a good real perspective of what he probably said, but it's probably pretty big to, you know, get captured and put in prison by Herod. And so, so yeah, I assume if you go into the King's court and accuse him of incest, you're probably not going (laughs) to walk out of there. (laughs) Yep. So, 
Uh, yeah, I don't think he said um, very said it very nicely either. So, but yeah, so here we are. Um, but with that, he learns that um, John the Baptist, you know, Simon is told that John the Baptist was taken prisoner, and and um, there in the corner is is Andrew over there, just not taking it well. So yeah. we'll jump back into that in a little bit. But that's where Peter goes over there to kind of solve that. And here we are with Rayma, mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, all kind of just mm-hmm. talking. And, and she's just like, you know, the, the, I think at this point, like it's like a walk of shame at, you know, like mm-hmm. she is just, she felt shame before, but now she has to face it mm-hmm. and like actually. And so, you know, she's just kind of, I think somewhat kind of shutting down a little bit mentally. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I can't even see him like I can't even and Mother Mary is like no 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 we're gonna you're gonna come with me and so she they make Takes their way to the office yes to the principal's <laughs> office um sits down and you know no but here we are bringing it into G- Jesus's tent and Jesus is is um grieving yes um, also not taking grieving. the news of John very well correct even though he knew, he knew it. Knew. I mean, dude, I knew you, you can call it like, you can call it like Jesus, the, you know, all seeing like you can call it that or the fact that like either way, it like, still sucks. He, well, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying like, excuse me. He knew. I apologize they, for all they, the throat clears. <laughs> he knew, you know, John was not walking out of that court. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be a, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to know to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, no. So he, I think was probably pre- pretty prepared for it, but grieving, I think, which is, which is cool. Cause I like, they see, you know, I like how, what they do with Jesus in here is that like, they, he is like healthy in his like processing. Like, I love what they do with him because it's like, Oh, I need to go think. I'm going to go by myself and think for a little bit and like, you know, which is probably a pretty good thing that he might, he probably might be actually an introvert. Actually, I wonder if Jesus <laughs> isn't actually an introvert. No, I've never really thought about that before at all. Not once. Have you thought about whether Jesus is an extrovert or introvert? I haven't, but he does <laughs> and, a lot of introverted things. Well, he does. And because I think people think that introvert means that like you just, you can't talk to anyone. You can't, you know, you're just, quiet and like a a little mouse or something but it's not at all like i am i am highly highly introverted same but both are very um, similar (laughs) i you know but i can go into a large crowd of people and Mm -hmm. and entertain like you know in a a very healthy way that's not like Mm -hmm. and so it's not that i i can't do those things it's that when i go to recharge and think about like i need to be alone i need to process like alone like and if i have too many things going on like i just i need to be by myself for a little bit even if it's just to stare at a wall right you know like whatever it is and sometimes <laughs> my wife might be like what do you mean you want to go stare at a wall instead of being with you <laughs> like you don't get that i just have to be yeah alone for a little bit because i'm the cup is overflowing yeah so well, like because i know, think in it whereas as introverts like that is recharging for us and and the for for an extreme lack of a better term, uh, performing 
in front of mm-hmm. people, like being in, in big crowds and all that stuff is very draining for us. Yes. It is the yeah. opposite for an extrovert where that Dave. that mm-hmm. recharges them. And if they're alone staring at a wall, it, it drains them. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally oh, I know. It's that. so weird. My wife will be like, I just went and hung out with people. And she's like, I just feel so like full and i'm like what <laughs> like, i come home you... i'm like phys- like visibly sweating oh and like about yeah, to yeah. fall over <laughs> no it's not it's so thing. it's such an <laughs> odd thing but like i think the tendencies that i see in jesus like i'm not going to sit here and call him an extrovert or an introvert or whatever but like his tendencies seem to veer towards being an introvert and like like he how many times you see even in this show they're like he's always going to desolate places <laughs> <laughs> like you know like and so I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, I find him to be introverted. I don't really know where that went, but why that got on that little thing. But I just, I was so excited to think about that. Cause I've never thought about whether <laughs> Jesus was, was, was one, either or, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're back at the tent. And so, Oh, that's what it was. He's grieving. And like, he's like healthily feeling what he needs to feel and processing. And I think that's like, you know, good. It's like, it's like, it's what Mary ran into the problem in the first place. Like she came over to her faith and she's like, or she's probably always in her faith, but like she was healed, right? Mm -hmm. She's with Jesus. Now, like when she started feeling the things that she did, she didn't process them the right way. So then they built, she left now she's feeling shame. And it's like, instead of like doing learning from Jesus and like healthily, processing your things but anytime i've ever seen in scripture he's like off crying or doing this or whatever you know like i'm like weeping or whatever it's like oh like he's feeling you know processing things so i like that but he's processing the he's grieving the um the the capture of john the baptist we have mary magdalene coming in mary mother mary is is you know ema is being with just being the ema that she is and to the whole group um mm-hmm. And, and so here's Mary and, and she's just like, she's just going through like, I don't know, man, I, this, it's like, I don't mean to laugh, but like, I feel like I've thought every single thing she said out loud there, <laughs> you know, like I've definitely, but she's just like, you know, I can't live. I, I, what does she say? Like, I, you know, he's like, it's, it's good to have you back. And she's like, she just kind of like just can't even look him in the face. She's just looking down and um, yeah, she, she's like, she goes, I don't know what to say. And he goes, well, I don't require much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. And uh, so she's continuing on and just shame. She, she's well, then she says it. She's like, I'm just so ashamed. And mm-hmm. you redeemed just, me and I just threw it all away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he is just like, well, that's not much of a redemption if it could be lost in a day. So it's just this whole, yeah. I, I feel like we're going through this conversation yeah. because it's I'll just be so Mary. You be yeah. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, but actually just ch- said chuckles, <laughs> Yeah. but you know, she's just kind of like, I owe you everything. You're, I just don't think I can do it. I just can't do it anymore. And he's like, do this is what I'm <laughs> It's just like, do what? <laughs> like, what? And yeah. it's so, I love this perspective. Well, it's, it's so great because I think like in their time, like all they've known is like atonement, right? So you have to like do something to be forgiven. And yeah. he obviously 
is that atonement. They don't know that yet, but like that's probably such a mind blowing thing for them to hear. It's like, I like I don't know what to do to repay you or for your forgiveness. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, uh-huh. "What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I love this, you know. Where she's like, "I can't do it" because like I feel like you ever get that where you're just overwhelmed with like where you're going in life or it's just any like those like deep things where you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm just not there. I'm not doing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I picture this thing. Like, Jesus, like, I love this response. Cause it's like, do what? Like, <laughs> what do you need? Like, just chill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. and so I love that because I just, I'm a pretty anxious person and, and dealing with that type of thing. So I get in that kind of like spiraling kind of like, you know, like I feel like I'm not living up to what I should be or whatever at some moment. And, and so like seeing that is just so comforting. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, I'm always going to just have this look that, that Jonathan did, you know, the actor as, as Jesus looks and he's like, do what? So yeah. I'm always going to have that ingrained in my head, but, um, cause she doesn't even know how to answer it. She's like, live, live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> repay you yes it's great because he he goes well the only thing that i require and the father requires is your heart and you've already given us that so like the rest will come in time like which is uh, such a good thing because like i i feel like this is like the trap for young believers and Mm -hmm. in young followers of christ young in in their spiritual walk is like like you said, you come in, like everyone, when they when they come to salvation, they're like just full of passion and energy and zeal for for this new life, this new transformation that's happened. And then they have that one stumble that is bound to happen. And then they they land exactly where Mary lands here, where she's like, mm-hmm. Well, I can't do it. Like Clearly, look, it's been like two months and I've already fallen back. Like, I can't do this. And then they just walk away. Uh huh. And like, this is so important for people to understand. Like, even as someone who's, I mean, I'm not like a super experienced fall. Like, I've only been a Christian for like, I don't know, 13, 14 years or something. It's not like I've been a follower for my entire life or anything like that. So, uh, but I didn't just get saved yesterday. So even in, in my spot, like this is a good reminder that like, as like, if my heart is right and, and like, I love Jesus and I try to live for him, like that's all that matters. The, the stumbling, the sin will kind of all work itself out because as my heart continues to grow close, draw close to God, like, like we've talked about before, like all the other stuff will just kind of like fall off and fall away because as you get closer to God, like that's the natural progression of things because Jesus is holy and perfect and righteous. And the closer you get to him, the more of those things, I mean, we'll never be perfect, but holy and righteous. And the the closer we get to him, the more we take those traits on, right? Because we're, mm-hmm. 
we're lining our hearts up with his and the that whole thing of like you know people asking like for for god to like cha- break their hearts for what breaks his like like he will the desires of your heart will ultimately change and line up to the desires of his heart and the desires of his heart are not living in sin and bondage. Right. So naturally those things will start to fall away, but that growth, that near drawing near to God is like a process that takes time and is not going to happen overnight, you know, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that is lost on people when they, uh, like mess up which is bound to happen and it can be discouraging and like people completely can fall off and away from god and it's really sad this is a really good reminder i think is there like do you think there's like a line at which like you mentioned how kind of being you kind of work on your heart and those Mm. other things kind of fall into place. Like, is there a line of like complacency where you kind of just stay stuck or do it? I guess what you're describing, maybe there isn't there. Maybe I answered my question right there is that it's always like moving closer to God. Right. And so you're never just standing static. You're never just like expecting that the other things are like you, you learned about him. You figure it's always like rechecking yourself. Yeah. And you know, like exactly like that pursuit of Jesus is, Mm -hmm. is you drawing near to him. And as you draw near to him, all that other stuff that I just talked about just kind of like starts to happen, right? Because the closer mm. you are with God, like the closer your hearts line up and the desire of his heart is not for sin and bondage. It's for holiness and righteousness. And so like, for example, the closer you get to the sun, the warmer you get the cold goes away because the sun radiates heat, right? So, like, don't get your... Kind of! <laughs> okay, remove the sun. Replace the sun with yeah, a that heater, was... okay? Um, yeah, that's... Your that's furnace, a, a fire. We'll go with a fire. The closer you get to a fire, a source of heat, the closer you get to a source of heat, the warmer you will get. The cold will start to go away. And, like, just replace... Like, insert... Jesus and holiness and righteousness in the place of the fire as you get closer like that's what radiates and that is what like defeats you know all that absolutely anyways I'm probably I don't know if anything I'm saying makes any sense but no it is but I have to address it I'm sorry I have to (laughs) so it's not the closeness to the sun that it is the concentration of the photons that that heat something so during winter we're actually closer to the sun than we are in summer like you know in 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 terms of like earth being closer to the sun so it's actually the tilt to where it's the concentration of the photons that are hitting us that are you know the more photons in a smaller amount of spot heat something so i guess if you consider but i mean if we flew a spaceship into the sun 
Well, yeah, at that <laughs> point. But if you think about the curve, the sun is so big. The curvature is so it, it's it's not a large curvature mm-hmm. because it's such a big thing. You know, if you take a small ball, right, mm-hmm. and get it real small, you're going to see that curvature change. It's going to be more curved on a small ball. Get the ball larger and larger and larger. You're going to notice that curvature is starting to decrease, right? And so when you get closer to the sun, you have photons leaving the surface of the sun. And so now if you're in a smaller area getting closer to the sun, you're getting hit with more photons as opposed to when you're farther away, they're more spread out because they diverge away from each other as they're leaving a curved surface, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to go all nerdy and physics I mean, <laughs> it fits the bill. But yeah, but so the closer you are, to, co- to continue our metaphor, yeah. the closer you are you to understand Jesus, what I'm trying to say. you're feeling the photons of his heart <laughs> hitting you. But yes, no, I had to address you it. with his photons. Yeah. For my, for the nerdy <laughs> Bible fans that are here, like I have to, you know, I, I do want to throw in some science everywhere I, everywhere <laughs> I can. So, um, the old wives tale of, uh, being closer to the sun is not 100% accurate. Way to kill but, the vibe. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. No, absolutely. <laughs> but, and but so, you understand that's what I my job to say, though. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. I, I didn't mean to go to rant, but I wanted to address no, it. No, no, no. It's all good. It's important to me. Um, but yeah, that those those are our spiels. Hopefully you yep. learned two things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no matter how close you get to the sun, do not have wax wings. That's one thing. <laughs> um, so, all right. So he's just talking about- I got that joke know, the... in case nobody else did. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the old Greek the mythology. Yeah, it um, happens to be um I can't remember his name. Uh, um, Icarus. Icarus, yes. yes. Uh it is. How do you remember that? How do uh, let me tell you. Um right. my favorite band growing up. Um I haven't listened to them too much lately, but uh my favorite band growing up was a band called Thrice, which is like a I don't know, rock alternative mm-hmm. kind of mixture that one thing i love about thrice is almost every album in their discography is uh like almost a different genre of music anyways (laughs) they have an album called uh, i want to say the first the first song is on the illusions of safety uh let me let me do some googling real quick uh, I have two songs talking about this myth. Short story. Uh, and uh, the song Day Dallas is my favorite of the two. And mm. um, it is the follow-up of their song, The Melting Point of Wax, which tells the story of the flight of Icarus. Um, but yeah, it's just... That's that that myth will always be ingrained in my brain because of stories. <laughs> Icarus, Icarus. <clears throat> awesome, man. Yeah. So we learned three things in the last ten minutes. <laughs> and in case yeah, in case you didn't pick up on that, his wings melted. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, 
you know, they're ending their conversation, but Jesus is like, did you think you would never sin again? Or like, what, man? So she, you know, so they're, they're, they're ending it. He gave her a big hug. And I think she's, you know, I figure when you hug Jesus, like things are just better, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I don't know here. Um, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, let's jump back really quick and just what are the things we've missed? I, I, I do feel good about going on that arc. I didn't want to split that up because. Yeah, no. I eat. You know, you're just your boy Schmiel, man. He just doesn't oh, stop. Oh, dude. Okay. Are you ready for this? Oh, well, first, goodness. first, before we get into that, oh, there's a... there's a, an interesting conversation in a scene that <clears throat> brings up a, one of those, you know, great hot button topics. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people might gloss over this scene, but it's of, of Rama and Mother Mary. Uh, walking around trying to find food to eat and basically rama's like but jesus like he heals everyone he turned water into wine like we have no food he knows we're hungry like why can't he just make food and she's like well it doesn't really work that way and um there's like this whole conversation of um like i'm trying to think of the the best way to phrase this do you know what i'm talking about though did you pick up on this or no i don't know where you're going with i mean i no well just she, so the, the, she's talking about him like why doesn't he like yeah. provide food for us if uh-huh if his time has come and like, why can't he just bring Mary back? Uh, it's basically seems kind of like the, the whole age old question of like, you know, like why, why does God let bad things happen? Kind of deal. Mother Mary talks about like, um, (laughs) I love calling her mother Mary. Um. Oh yes, yes. Okay, here's the thing. Rama. Well, first, Mother Mary talks about them growing up in Egypt, and <laughs> and one of their gods called like Toth or something, basically mm-hmm. would like grant wishes pretty much. Uh, and she's like, yeah, our god's not like that. And um, Rama asks her like. what good can come from Mary disappearing? Right? Like, mm-hmm. for all we know, she could be dead in a ditch somewhere. Like, and it's that whole question of like, the the thing that, like, drives people nuts, drives me nuts is like, you know, somebody going through a rough time or a rough situation and being like, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways or like everything happens for a reason. Um, and that's kind of the conversation that's happening here. Rama's kind of getting frustrated. Like that this can't like nothing good can come of this. Our friend is missing and she could be dead. Like what you're going to, you're going to tell me that like 
Jesus is letting this happen so two people who didn't get along can like get along mm-hmm. now, you know? And um I don't have like any explanation or deep thought of this age old mystery. Um, but I just wanted to bring it up because I it's it's yeah, an interesting no, thing that they it, just stick in here for like three minutes and then kind of like they do. And it's weird because I don't I don't know. I think those those types of thoughts frustrate me or those types of sayings and I mean call it what you will, but like, you know, if if try telling like a mother or a father or that like they lost their kid or something and like you want to be like, oh well, you know, like it's just you know God's plan. It works. In, that's just it's. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, <clears throat> I think it's crap. You know, like, yeah. and not that it's crap. I just think it's something that you just don't say, right? It's not an appropriate answer. Yeah. It's not. It's not acceptable, and it's just not in my book. It's just my opinion. So yeah. I hate those sayings. I, I have just don't such think a hard applicable. time of like when people are going through stuff like like this is probably really crappy of me, but like <clears throat> I just like don't, I can't really say anything cause I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to say mm-hmm. something like super insensitive or like totally cliche. That's, that's just going to like not help the situation, you know, like I've gone through some moments of life that sucked and the last, like I hate personally when people like, hear something bad happened to me and they're like, Oh, well, blah, blah, insert cliche saying here. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't do any good. (laughs) It just makes me more upset. So personally, I, I always struggle, especially when it's other, other believers who are going through something. I'm just like, I don't know, (laughs) but that's, I think that's a wise answer, right? Like, I mean, I think it's so easy for somebody to walk in and be like, you know, let's break this down. Let's talk about this. But that other person doesn't need to hear your opinion. You know what I mean? Like on or or your your in the moment interpretation of scripture or whatever you want to call it. Like that's not what they need in that moment. So I think I think typically you're right. It is hard. I mean, I think and, and it's probably harder for people like us that are introverted because like you know when i say i'm i can act extroverted it's like i can act extroverted you know what i mean like and i'm just i'm really good at it and i can i you know my wife would argue that i'm a mixture of both well she would argue that before we got married and then she's like oh no you're an introvert (laughs) but like you know it's just it's i think it might be a little bit harder because i i mean i i'm very i mean i think early a lot early on in my life like i was probably really relatable to like matthew like i had no social cues <laughs> and like i'm sure it's like just it, you know and so like it's not an easy thing to come up and and i think your default mechanism is like i want to say something mm-hmm. because i want to help that person i want to make it situation better but unfortunately it's usually there's nothing you can really do in those circumstances like in that moment like most I don't want to give like a, a canonical answer here that's like explaining like an all to go to thing, but like probably for the most part, that person just really needs somebody to listen to. 
So yeah. like, listen to them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, but you're right. I think there's this like inclination to like want to say something mm-hmm. and then you kind of probably panic inside a little bit. You're <laughs> like, I feel like I need to be saying something or yeah, respond to right I now. I feel like, uh, uh, or come off as like a cold, heartless person because I really do care. And I really do like have sympathy and compassion, but like nothing I, will say in this moment probably is going to help you. So I'll just mm-hmm. listen to you and I'll give you a hug. Like you can tell me, you can tell me whatever you want. Um, so yeah, it's, well, there's also this uncomfortability to set like, so like if you're kind of a off, not off top, but like if you're teaching somebody and say, I asked a question to, you know, like, Hey Mike, mm-hmm. what is four times four? And you were like, duh, it's 13, <laughs> you know, and like, and so if I just sat here and didn't respond to you and just kind of like, just kind of looked at you and it's getting to be like five, 10, 15 seconds, like you as the person that's waiting, anticipating a response is going to feel so uncomfortable and you're going to, you're going to eventually talk because you can't deal with the uncomfortable comfortable silence Mm -hmm. and like so i feel like there's this also bit of like you feel like that silence like you should be responding but most of the time the wise thing is to not so fun fact but they they use that tactic a lot in like police interrogations Mm -hmm. or because exactly what you just described they'll ask a question that one they already know the answer to because of evidence and stuff yeah but they'll just let the person they're questioning answer and then they'll just kind of sit there and in silence (laughs) because exactly what you said they're that person's gonna feel uncomfortable and then they're just gonna like keep talking uh yeah no they just want to respond and and so i learned that pretty early on in teaching like i just you know you just kind of go on and i don't know i mean i was teaching college stuff so it's not like i'm teaching kids in that so but i don't know they they still had the same kind of reaction i mean it was like you know give it a little bit they'll they'll start trying to pull answers and then you just kind of continue looking at them because then the the first thing that they want to do is they want to just start saying things and which is actually really good this is a, a very good um analogy towards this is that because like right there your response that you want to respond to somebody like you want to be like hey you know or say something that's helpful well, none of this is actually you thinking about it. You're going to say, you know, you back to it. You were initially said 13 and you're like, uh, uh, 14, uh, 15, 16, you know, and you finally get to the right answer, but like, you didn't really actually put much thought into it. So what I found people would typically respond and they would respond like rashly, like they wouldn't think through what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that, even after saying those, I'm not responding. And then they take a moment, accept the silence <laughs> and they think through it. Yeah. And then they answer. And like, so, you know, it's, which is, which is more with this analogy. Like it means that we have more to learn as, as a listener, right. Or, or a, a person that is, you know, um, I don't know. We got off on a big rant on this, but like, <laughs> no, it's good because I just think that it's, you're so right though, man. It is, it's, it's something that's glossed over. I glossed over this as well, but it's like, it's just not a good, it's just not, 
no bueno, man. It's yeah. just not good. Um, I just don't. Um, I that was a good observation that she did Thanks. on that one. Uh, um, and then we have like a little like somewhat light moment here. We go back to the camp. Thomas is freaking out because he's like counting out rations of the lentil they have, and he's mm-hmm. freaking out because they don't have food. Andrew is just kind of like preoccupied. Um, and we have Big James and John watching Simon the Zealot like do his, his like morning uh, calisthenics, I'll call them. <laughs> and they're yeah. Talking, John's like, uh, you know, he's like, you know, actually, I thought about joining the Zealots. And then James is like, you never told me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, eventually he's like, yeah, well, you know, I just figured we already have like 613 laws we have to follow. So like adding this morning ritual to all of that, like it would be a little too much. Um, That's what I say every time I wake up and I'm like, man, yeah. I really need to work out today. Yeah. And I don't. And it's great. They <clears throat> they go and they're, they're kind of talking and reminiscing about the Sons of Thunder moment. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um but you know we have like a a good line here um where john says i just don't understand why did you i wish that the captions would would go a little a little faster or at least you know stay on the screen when you hit pause (laughs) yeah um Shoot, yeah, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But, um, oh, Big James, he goes. Mm -hmm. I actually don't understand most of this. Just pieces here and there. When good things happen, but the rest, I'm just following. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, who said that? Big James. Okay, Big James. Now that makes sense. And then John says, I have a, I have a feeling it's going to take a long time for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, once we get through that, we are now going to start a new segment here on the Chosen <sighs> Companion series called Law and Order, the Sanhedrin Schmiel. Victims Unit. Um, <laughs> the Sanhedrin... Oh boy! But yes, I don't Did know. You just bring that noise. Up? That's funny. Um, it's there. It's in the bank. It's in the bank. <laughs> on demand. Oh my goodness! Here we are, Schmiel. Yes, Shmuel. Our, our buddies. He is Schmiel and Yanni are uh, over here picking the ear of uh, another Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, it's not really working out for them. <laughs> and it's so funny because I just, he almost like has this one scene too. And he's just like, I just don't get it. And he like wants to like, he's almost halfway crying. And he's like, I just want to persecute somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Why won't you like let this me do weird, it? <laughs> I just, I just want to, to, to just go down. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like I'm just, and he's just, the way he's responding is just too I I don't know, man. It's like, you know, where he is expecting sympathy, he gains laughter from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know? great. And I love this Pharisee, though, because he's just like, 
vocalizes exactly what my brain like uh-huh. what is going on in my brain during any of these scenes he's just like this is basically this is so stupid <laughs> like no i'm not bringing this to his attention this is the dumbest thing ever <laughs> uh-huh. he's like this is the thing that he's trying to reform because he goes through talking about how like you know how many people you need to witness something for it to be like a fact or whatever mm-hmm. and like goes into the law of when a woman's husband dies if no one else is there to witness it then she's just like uh what i forget exactly what the term is but not a widow and they're like yeah exactly and then he's like and what happens if she remarries then they're like oh it's an adulterer she's an adulterer and he's like exactly and that's stupid <laughs> So, like, <laughs> there are some of our, like, 613 laws that are stupid, that don't make any sense. Um, but anyway. So he's, so what we're seeing is in your law and order yeah. aspect, we're seeing that he is a very, I would say, what, pretty liberal, very loose, loosey-goosey with the laws. Mm-hmm. Very just, you know. Yeah, and this is exactly like, now that you described it the last time, uh, like, it's exactly like they're walking through the halls of the courthouse. Oh, it is. I think they got it. They had to have been <laughs> like, all right, let's let's take this from every, let's not try to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. Like, and then let's like, just take this from every. <laughs> after that, fi- after that conversation <laughs> in the like, the outside hallway of wherever they are, it goes to like. They're in the office now, pacing back and forth, tra- rehashing everything that just happened. Um, <clears throat> I love it. The The political game here that Yanni's trying to play. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, let's go to uh, Shamai. He's, yeah. he, his beliefs are the exact opposite of, of this guy. Exact opposite. So, he is the... He is just... He's in constant battle with, with this other guy. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other he'll know what to do yeah exactly and so Um, yeah so they're 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 plotting a political coup yes and there you go your your weekly edition of schmil of the uh svu the chosen edition (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah no they're they're getting ready they're they're gonna so they're just gonna take it take it to take it to uh, some 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 me. What did it? What was it? Shamai, Shamai. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but then we're we're back here to the scene where, uh, Mary comes back to the camp and Philip is breaking the news of of what happened to John, uh, when he confronted Herod. Um, <clears throat> obviously Andrew's probably taking it the worst. Um, because aside from Philip, he was like the closest of the group to John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like talking. They're like, Andrew's like, are you sure it's like forever? <laughs> and Philip's <laughs> like, yeah, pretty sure that's what life imprisonment means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they're just like sitting there and, and Simon Z comes up and he's like, well, we could always break him out. <laughs> oh, I know. Everyone's just going back to their like, yeah, you know, He's like, um, you know that is. I mean, he's in like Herod's jail, which is like maximum security. And Simon's like, 
even more fun. I know a few people. <laughs> I have no fear. Yeah. Sell it here. <clears throat> you know, no fear at all. But so, and then we have our boy, um, Thomas, my goodness, mm. doubting Thomas, Thomas. Um, is that what he like? Cause in the middle of this conversation, he's just like, this has never happened to me before I met you guys. Like, I didn't really, is he just like coming to the realization that he like, he's like, we're really out of food. Is he still on this like food kick? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're sitting there talking about this guy being locked away for life. And he's just like, we're out of food. I don't know where we're I'm going to eat. Yeah. I can't, I can't, the math does not work out. <laughs> and so, yeah. So he's, he's taking it to, taking it to Jesus. And he's like, I just, I have to, I have to tell you, you know, he's like hesitating. We only have lentils for tonight's Shabbat dinner and that's it. And so, and Jesus is like, Oh, nothing left at all. And I'm so sorry. He's like, okay, well, what does he say? It's like something we need to seek my father about. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And so that. <laughs> it just blows Thomas's mind. He's like, the near synagogue's like a day away. Like, what the heck are you mm-hmm. talking about? We don't have any food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting because he does say that. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Says I know of a synagogue nearby. The nearest settlement is Wadi Kelt. I guess that makes sense because they're still stuck on this like God is confined, Mm -hmm. not confined. I mean, I don't know. I I guess, but yeah, the 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 holy place is the temple, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. he says, you know, tell everyone we're going to leave in the morning. So um, yeah, so there they are on the road to D Temple. And so, so they walk into this small town. I love um, the, synagogue. the imagery, though. Right before they get into the synagogue, they show just shots of the town, mm-hmm. completely empty. Like no one's at the the pool. No one's at any of the work tables. No one's you know walking through the streets. It's Shabbat. Like mm-hmm. they're setting the scene. Nothing is to be done on this day. Continue. Yeah. So here they all are. They're in, um, they're in, in they're in the synagogue. Everyone's in there. So they, you know, cuts to the scene. Um, priest is, 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 I don't know what he's reading. Um, (laughs) basically uh, everyone who's not allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Of God. Um, it, it, no one, yeah, none of, none of them, none, none of them can enter the assembly of God to the 10th generation and, 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 uh, and kind of going on and, and here's Jesus just, <clears throat> you know, he sees, uh, somebody with what is, is called a, a withered hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus just, it's, I love it. He just, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't walk into the church. He doesn't see the bright, shiny lights and the, the 
the nice sounding band that's up top and the nice shiny podium that's sitting there and and the nice walls and the great picture and the great aesthetics and he just sees the the man sitting there mm-hmm. just and he sees you know like he sees what troubles him and i just i love this scene because the way that they have jesus walks in like it's like he doesn't even basically acknowledge anyone else. I love it so much. It's like, he doesn't see the, the, what they see fancy and the Pharisee. And, and he just sees the man sitting there that needs him. You know what I mean? And, and I just love that, that depiction of it because you know, the, the Pharisee and, and I don't know who the other guy is. I don't, I don't, I'm not really, I guess, completely aware of, um, the Jewish roles within a synagogue, he but it seems to be like the priest. And then the guy reading, it's like the Pharisee. Uh, I don't I got... know if there's like a difference, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a good point. So that's going to add it to my list. We just need a, we need to get one of those like noises where it's like somebody writing with a pen or pencil <laughs> <laughs> for every time. Sorry. I mean, only one. Sound we, just need a, we need a better edition, soundboard, yeah. man. What are you doing to me? <laughs> no, but, um, <clears throat> But yeah, you know, even they, he stops reading his talking about how who can enter the temple. And and so and they're just kind of, you know, I guess that would be a priest. He's wearing the um, EFFM. Is that what it's called? So that the, um, has the jewels yeah. on it. I can't. It's it's the, the ephah. Is it the ephah? Um, I know reading about it. I remember reading about it and I think judges, I don't know. Um, (laughs) this is where like my lack of true understanding of all these things like come into play. Cause I'm like, I swore I saw you before, you know? Yeah. Like, I I love um, this, this part though. Cause like he walks in during the reading, mm -hmm. sees, sees, uh, Elam over there, Mm -hmm. walks over. Um, starts talking to him. The Pharisee notices him and is like, hey, what are you doing? Like, what gives, bro? And he's like, your friend Alam over here has a withered hand. I don't know if you noticed that (laughs) or anything. Mm -hmm. And the priest comes up. He's like, whoa, what are you, a healer? Are you a shaman? Like, what are you doing? And Mm -hmm. Jesus just like, this is so funny to me. (laughs) He like looks up. And just sighs, like so annoyed, because <laughs> he knows what's coming. Yeah, I he love knows it. exactly <laughs> what's coming, and he's just like, dude, enough. Yeah, with it, and which is, which is, I, I actually, you know, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people that argue for the next scene that comes after this, or, or like, or maybe that the chosen didn't do it right the way Jesus kind of, but I love this perspective on it because, because this is pretty, I I mean, they didn't just make this up right here. Mm -hmm. Like, so we have him, he heals on it. And, and just as we've seen in so many scenes, what does he say? (laughs) He's like, uh, he's like, you just healed the man on the Sabbath. You did a miracle on the Sabbath. And, you know, so it's like this instant, like, and that's where Jesus knew what was coming when he's like, are you a healer? Are you trying like, what are you doing? Like, just like, almost just like disgusted, like, dude, like how many, like, 
I just don't, I can't go anywhere big. I can't go anywhere small. I can't go anywhere to heal anybody. And, you know, and it's great. His response is so great. And it like, man, I don't know. Like I, I just read this the other day. Cause I, I believe this is in Matthew could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but like having just read it recently and then seeing yeah. it play out like this, it like just changes the tone of it and like makes it a, a lot better in my opinion. Not that mm-hmm. you can make the Bible better, but you know what I'm saying? Um, it adds to it. Uh, but basically like when they're like, Whoa, are you a healer or whatever? And Jesus like rolls his eyes and he's like, okay, I get it. It's the Sabbath. But what if one of your sheep fell into a well uh-huh. on the Sabbath? Are you not going to like pull it out? And yeah. they're like, looking at him dumbfounded and he's like this is a human being like this is a man is is he not more valuable than a sheep like i don't know it's just so it's so great it is man i i really like um and they they're, well that's they're what still I was like, trying to look up. they're still like yeah stop this at once and uh yeah jesus being jesus just like hey you know come on uh, is it lawful to do good or to do har- or lawful on Sabbath to do good or do harm to save life or to kill? And they're still making their point like, that, you know, this his hand isn't life threatening, man. Like, it's just like deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, I just don't understand, like. The the whole like being bound so much by this law when it opposes like goodness right i mean that like doesn't oppose goodness all the time but like saying you can't do good mm-hmm. on a day is just i don't know blows my mind no it is and that's where i mean i feel like this is one of the traditions too that like has become very loose within a christian <clears throat> you know perspective right like like I, I feel people like you hear the wise people talk about Sabbath and and no, you know what though? I, I, I like what the Jesus says here in the grain field, he said, right? He says, um Hold on, let me see. So fun fact too that this story here, the the grain on the Sabbath is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Oh nice. So um and so this where where does he said I thought that was actually from scripture, but I uh, in, in Mark he said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, and so I really liked that you know perspective because because you know I mean God requires us to find peace right Shalom or like we find this day of rest mm-hmm. this and like. I feel like it doesn't like, you know, if we don't have that day of rest, it doesn't change God it doesn't change. God's not now like exhausted. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, James did another Saturday. Just give me a break, rest. James. Come on. Yes. Like <laughs> now I am exhausted. Like that's not the, in, in Jesus is kind of like clear. He's like, dude, like this is for you. 
<laughs> like, yeah. because you need it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it might be, you know, a, an act of war. Well, it is an act of worship, but like it's, I mean, in, in, I guess in a modern sense of from my understanding of Sabbath so far, it's like you, you can align real. It's like that realigning that you're just talking about realigning your heart, realigning, you get so distracted, you get so this, you, you realign yourself with, with, with God, you rest, you slow down, you, 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 you do something that's joyful and you remember, you know, things that are, I'm sure there's probably a much better, you know, actual thing of Sabbath, but that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been pretty, you know, helpful towards me when I do actually, um, do it. And I can see myself throughout the week, like, man, like my heart is just not there right now. And it's because I, did not rest this weekend. I did not, you know, take time to, you know, bring my heart closer Mm -hmm. to, to, to God. But so we pick ourselves up here in this green field. We have Jesus. That is just, just, he reached his limit (laughs) with people talking about Sabbath and here he's walking out. They're walking through the fields and they are hungry and they have, you know, they're they're hungry yeah. you know the lentils right the grain they're not um they, they're running out and so they're walking and here you have peter just kind of grab some as though like he's walking and grabbing something and throw some in his mouth and everyone just like <laughs> i love does that the, yeah they all the mouth, hand over the Pikachu mouth face. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so he realizes right away and he even is just like, you know, like spits it out and he's like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, it's, he's, I just, I got lost the days. It's not, it's, he's like, it's Shabbat. I, oh, oh man. Mm-hmm. And so he's like flustered and Jesus is just like, what does he say? He's like, uh, you may eat. And he's yeah. telling everyone like, do it. I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and and so the the priest and the Pharisee, I, I really want to know. I think that's I don't know. They come up running up and they're like, you know, how dare you? <laughs> and on top of it, you are eating on the sh- on, on the Sabbath. Like, what are you, you know, tisk, tisk. and yeah. And so they're just tell us your name, your lineage. Who are you? you know what <laughs> I, I, mean? love like, how, I love how that's like second in line. Tell us your name and your entire family tree and what you think you're doing here. Like, yeah. imagine if we did that. <laughs> like, oh man! And and what's good is that if he he didn't even answer with that, he just kind of spoke of authority in that. He didn't, you know. I love it because he actually quotes David right there, and he and he does it in scripture. I'm looking at this Mark. He says, "Have you never read what David did?" Yeah. When he was in need and was hungry, Cold, he and those who were with him, not how he entered the house of God when Abath, Abathathar, <laughs> the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for any of the, but the priests to eat, but also gave it to those who were with him. And so he's like, literally, I love, you know, most of the things you see with Jesus too, like you almost have to like stop and say like, like what is he just speaking off the cuff here or is he 
quoting scripture. And like, I think that's, we see that in the temptations. I mean, earlier, even when you brought up, I thought about it earlier when you talk about the bread and like, uh, Rayma is kind of like, why can't he just do that? And I thought of Jesus attempt, you know, mm-hmm. being tempted and it's like, yeah. well, why not break bread? Well, God does not live on bread alone, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, not God, a uh, man does not live on, on bread alone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was quoting Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like he right here, he's even just quoting scripture. He's kind of like, yeah. he's taking the things that they are using against him and responding using that very thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like him speaking of like, hey, do you know who I am? I am in David's lineage. He yeah. instead uses David's words. Yeah. I really like that. He, he does still hit him with the, do you know who I am at the very end, which I love. A little mic drop drop moment. But um, right, right, he does. I, for, I okay, also love what... how like after he says that about David, they're like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that was different. <laughs> yeah, that was different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you you would compare yourself to David. Um, it was an emergency. <laughs> Insert foot in mouth, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he ends the conversation. Of course, he hits him with the you know, Shabbat was made for man, not man for Shabbat, and um, then hits him with the 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 Son of Man is Lord even of the Shabbat. Mm, yep. Or Sabbath, I mean. Yep. Um. Yeah, I said Shabbat. Yeah. In every instance there, I meant to say Sabbath. Uh, my bad. But yeah, and then he like drops his mic well, and they no, turn around and that's, leave. <laughs> that's, that is Sabbath. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shalom Sorry, my, is, uh, my, my Jewish culture like, is, is slipping. Yeah. Shabbat is, is the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, and he, he just hits them with that one-liner. They look uh, befuddled. It, well, <laughs> it's great. Well, he... This was the this was the big one, and he said he referred to him as himself as the son of man, which is like so that's where in Luke we said, and he said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. And you said that, but the word son of man is referred to um by Daniel in in, in the book of Daniel as like this like I, I don't want to get this wrong and like, don't, don't, don't fully quote me on this, but I think the son of man is like referring to like a Messiah kind of figure, like the, this, you know, like the right hand of God, mm-hmm. you know, which is like what he yeah. is referring to himself here. So like that right there is like a subtlety, but like to them, like that was like 100% blasphemy. Like I'm surprised like the show didn't have, have them that, like ripping their shirts and screaming blasphemy <laughs> at that. Like, you know, yeah. and because it's something deep, he hit him with that. Like, yeah. like, like the, deep the priest is like the son of like, he, he was like stuttering. He couldn't even like get it out. Oh, like, yeah. And even when he said it, like his eyes widened, he didn't even know what to say. Yeah. He's touching the, 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 the uh, Pharisee kind of like yeah. almost like he's going <laughs> to pass out. Yeah. And then yeah. as they walk away, Matthew's like, so that, that title, the son of man seems to really offend a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so um, I'll tell And then, yeah, Philip's like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah. And then but, we end with another uh, instance of the SVU. Uh, <laughs> Where now these Pharisees, they got to get in on the action. 
They're like, uh-huh. we got to tell everyone about this crazy blasphemer in here coming into the temple on on the Sabbath, healing, and then he's like eating our grain on the Sabbath, and then he's like, I'm the son of man, and uh, the priest is like, yeah, but we're like some small like hodunky town. No one's gonna read this. <laughs> Like, uh huh. We're not. It's not gonna get any attention. Um, and uh, what what did they end up? Uh, what was their plan? Did they? Or I think they, um, decided that they were like gonna take it, like physically take it and give it to somebody. Um, I believe. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give it to. Uh, yeah, they're going to. Oh, that's another great name. I'm not Jodapata, J O T A P A T A. They're gonna go there, uh, where there are gonna be some important people because there's protests going on, and they're gonna like personally deliver this message instead of yeah. And and you know what's weird is that like they don't even know what to th- make of this. <laughs> Because they're like kind of they're like, oh, he walked into our little synagogue, our little synagogue, you yeah, know, yeah. like this, like, like, and so they're almost like entertaining this idea that he might be, you know, that that he might be who they're like, OK, so if he is who he says he is, then like he walked into our synagogue yeah, dude, and like, so maybe there's maybe there's hope for the little ones, you know, the David yeah. and Goliath they talk about. Yeah. And so like, I'm very curious to see, but it's so weird. I also, I just don't oh, go on. I was just going to say, I love how like while they're writing down like, and he said, son of man. And then the other guy's like, and he had a bunch of ladies with him. Make yeah. sure you include that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, good one. <laughs> good one, good one. Uh, yeah, I just, it's so weird. It's like, I don't know, I was trying to come up with some, like, analogy. In my, you know, like, uh, but, like, it's just such an odd thing. Like, imagine, I don't just imagine, like, I there, there it is. Got it. Got it, dude. All right. So imagine you're you're walking in and you're walking on the road. You're a cop, right? You're a cop. You're going down the road and you see this car parked illegally, right? It's parked in a handicapped spot. That's pretty bad, right? Like you're parked in a handicapped spot. You don't have a handicap placard. Sorry, I'm making this up on the queue on the spot here, but you see the door open and you're like, this is really odd. Like, why is the door open? There's this guy parked in a handicapped spot. He's out there giving CPR to somebody that had fallen over from a heart attack. Yeah. And so he's, you know, doing this, imagine he's up there and he, he saves his life. You yeah. know, this guy is now breathing. He is fine. You know, the medics <laughs> are coming and the guy, the cop is like, you know what though? Like what I have to do, I give you a ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ticket you and we're going to tow you. Yeah. And you know, it, I know it's not the same, but like, it's, I just can't. And it wouldn't have been so grasp. bad if you didn't have those women with you too, but we're just going <laughs> right? to like, add another I, fine right there. I just don't <laughs> get how you see those types of things. And your initial response is like, Oh, you're going to burn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't. 
Um, and it's and it's not even like it's literally typically written in quotations too throughout the scripture. Like you see, like you know uh, the what pool of Bethesda, like or the um, the the um, paralytic man getting dropped into the house. You know, like instantly the Pharisees are like, it doesn't matter that they're being healed. <laughs> it's like I don't know, and so maybe I, I don't know. I just can't. I, there's no like putting myself in their shoes to understand. Yeah. It's know, it's but... weird that their mind immediately goes to, well, I mean, sorry, I'm starting to lose my voice now. Um, <laughs> good thing we're near the end of the episode. Yes. Um, Four I was going to say that it was in their shoes. I was going to say like, it's weird that they immediately go to, uh, like anger and like, hey, you're breaking the rules instead of like amazement and wanting to figure out how this happened, like mm-hmm. mindset. But then as soon as I started to say that, I was like, imagine in our day, like right now, you know, we go to church every day. We learn about God and say some random guy just walks into church right in the middle of service, performs a crazy miracle and walks out. Like would, would your initial response be like, Holy cow. That's like God, that's like the son of man or whatever. Or would you Mm. immediately be skeptical and be like, what is this crazy? Like, like what, what is this witchcraft? Like, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, like you just did something crazy that's unexplainable. Like that can't be of God. Um, but I mean, I guess that's a poor analogy because well, we, what we learn in church now is of miraculous things that Jesus did. So that's a poor example. But you know what I mean? Like would would we yeah, no, it, like immediately accept and embrace <laughs> somebody claiming to be who Jesus claimed to be? Or would we kind of be skeptical and like kind of offended i mean i'd be skeptical (laughs) but i also i we talked about this early on in in i think it was the first episode maybe the second one on how like jesus coming back like obviously the second time is probably a little bit different than the first Mm -hmm. i don't know but like if it was in the same way we'd it wouldn't take long before society killed him again. Like, and we kind of felt like seriously. And so like, I I really, or at least attempted, obviously I'm not speaking anything, but I'm probably, I think I have tomatoes being thrown at my house right now or eggs, you know, being, but like, you know, like I don't mean it like that. And I don't mean to be very literal in that. I just figuratively, like, I think we would, it would not take long for us to deny him. How about that? Does that maybe a better way? It wouldn't look much different. No. And, and, and so I just, I don't know, man, I, I'm very skeptic. I mean, it's like, think about dude, man, I feel like one of those things that like really stopped me from coming to faith much earlier is I just couldn't get those, those like televangelists out of my head. And like, you know, like there's just, there's, <clears throat> who was it uh oh man that one dude Ernest Angley I don't know why I'm whispering this right now but it's like okay. if you whisper only I the can one, hear you <laughs> the one guy and it's just like 
he would just do the like you're healed and like and then it would jump to like you know send us 39.99 and we'll make the world a better place and like i don't know i just i distrusted it and it just like i don't know how to describe but like yeah. i don't really know exactly where i was going like this but like no they were like he was act he was doing miracles whether right. that was an actual miracle or not i don't know but right like yeah it's, it's i know he was tell, right? playing you, off of people's feelings yeah you do kind of want to like guard your heart from the wolf mm-hmm. in sheep's clothing right yeah because even scripture says you know there will be a lot of false prophets you know exactly like Shmuel's mindset Shmuel, right yep yep i mean it, it is so while we rag on the pharisees a lot like totally understandable <laughs> Um, (laughs) and even so, I think even worse is that we would do the same thing to Jesus, even knowing that this was like what we expected. They had absolutely zero idea, you know? So you got Shmuel. That's just kind of like, actually they had the opposite idea. They thought he was going to come back riding on, on a valiant steed and just, you know, uh, uh, coming into, you know, sword in hand shield and you know and here we are jesus talking about his words being his sword you know mm-hmm. and so like you just don't i i don't know so yeah i i feel for shmuel <laughs> um i really do yeah. um he just is so denying that like he's just it's like a whole new level like he's going to that next level like he is doing whatever he can to, he will lie, cheat, steal, yeah. whatever he can to, to, uh, it's like almost at this point, just the, the refusal to like investigate, not to continue to use like law and order terms here, but <laughs> to like investigate and look into what's going on instead of just like dismissing it, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. And that, that being the end, that the period, right? Yeah, but that's where I struggled with so many years. I would do this type of thing and see those earnest angely kind of people and, and that and just like think like this is that's just terrible. And then you like actually open up the Bible, read it for yourself and yeah. and, and you like, find this like truth that I can't unsee. Yeah. Like I'll never unsee it and well, I don't like, care what the thing about that is like. Yeah, it's it's hard I mean, it's, I mean, some of them look like, like predators, right? Like they're preying on Mm -hmm. the people, but also like Jesus told us in scripture and we've seen him say it, did it, has he said it in the show yet? I might be misspeaking, but like when he's going to leave, no, he hasn't said this in the show yet because he hasn't talked about that whole Mm -hmm. aspect, but in scripture he says like, He's going to leave, but he's going to, like, leave us with the Holy Spirit. And through that, like, we're going to do even greater things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you look at what Jesus did while he was here, like, he performed all this, all these miracles, all these miraculous things that he did. Like, he literally said, we're going to be able to do even greater. So, like, for every predator out there preying on on the Mm. weak right like there's the possibility and 
people who can actually like heal, like have anointing of healing, right? Which if you're not a Christian or maybe even if you are a Christian and hearing me say that might sound really weird. Um, but even hearing you say, no, I mean, but even like thinking that as a Christian, it's, it, it's not easy for me. I, I can't, yeah. it doesn't some types of things where I really struggle to like reconcile my understanding to it's like, I, I think of Matthew when he's like one boat, <laughs> 50 million fish yeah. net. How does fish? How does this boat. compete? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and and I, I. That's how I feel when I see all these things, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point. I, I don't know. I mean, that I, it's like how I think we defined it last last week. What faith is, and it's you know, it's Hebrews, like that Hebrews answer of like, it's 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 see. Well, I don't remember what it is. I can't remember what, what it is. but um, I, I really, yeah, Hebrews eleven, I think it is. But it's, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll ever get there. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, there's. It's interesting to see. It's just so many feelings and so many like, mm-hmm. em- you know, when you really start putting empathy on it, gain a little bit of context and. Yeah, man, I feel for Schmiel. <laughs> feel for Schmiel. Yes, I'm sure it won't be the last time we see old no. Schmiel. Um, and it probably won't be the but, last time you hear this in an episode. Uh, so, well, and next week we'll be adding on even a new sound. Yes, so hopefully. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of the end of the episode here. That uh, is wrapped up. Yes, good sir. Good episode. Lots, lots to talk about and a lot of open-ended... <laughs> things that yeah they just don't know yet. and we you know and we did it all in a matter of like two hours yeah, <laughs> oh, man. easy peasy time is irrelevant exactly it's so just a construct if it's like money like you know yeah. john the baptizer thinks you know just a contract or a construct assigning value to things that are already uh-huh. gods like and time is not absolute <laughs> i love that whole you know, few lines there in this episode about John and his thoughts on money. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You said at the beginning of the episode, uh, we have two more episodes in season two. So, uh, seven and eight continue to come back and finish yeah. up season two with us. And then, mm-hmm. um, I think we landed on the Christmas episode releasing kind of like off of our normal schedule, uh, the Friday before Christmas, you know, just so you can get in the yep. mood, the, the Christmas mood. Uh, listen yep. to so the... that'll, yeah, I'll probably be putting it out on the nerdy Bible on either the 22nd or 23rd. Nice. Which um, will be, this will, which is a Thursday or Friday. This will be like the opposite or the same as you with the finale. I have, this is the only episode I haven't seen uh, in the series is the second Christmas special. So I'll be watching this for the first time mm. when we go to cover that episode. So that'll be cool. Um, and then we're just going to be playing the waiting game uh for season three to land on the streaming services and uh yeah that'll be fun so thank you guys for listening uh please like rate review follow subscribe check out 
look at that. I pointed the right direction. The nerdybible.com. My figure is a little droopy though. <laughs> yeah. Um check out the nerdybible.com for everything James has going on. Um <clears throat> feel free to stop by showboysmedia.com for everything we have going on. I'm really losing my voice, so I apologize. You sure are. Uh we're gonna wrap now. So thank you. We'll see you next week. Hopefully with a voice. <laughs> oh man. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I'm struggling right now. So I have a couple work things that don't have dark mode mm-hmm. and like specifically our big like CRM that I use. And like, I just, I can't stare at that. So I put on Google Chrome, one of their, like not one of the extensions, but like Google has its own code that'll run and it's much smoother than the dark mode apps. But now everything that's dark mode has just gone haywire because it's dark <laughs> mode on dark mode. And then like <laughs> they're so all it's just, just black screens. <laughs>